So we're live with the first episode of the Anfield Talk podcast. So I'm here with at Dare to Hendo. Yep. Hendo. How's yep. And I'm also here with the LFC Smart. Hello, how are you doing? I'll call you Christian names now. So we're with Daniel and James from Twitter. And um, we were supposed to have another guy with us, Zane, but there has been a bit of a real-life emergency. So I hope everything's going okay, Zane. Not sure where you are or what you're doing, but good luck anyway, buddy. So basically we have a couple of things on the agenda. Um, a couple of things have happened this morning. One of the things is the saga with Balotelli. So some fans have actually been defending Mario Balotelli. What do you guys think? Do you want to go first? I, about it? I mean, it's 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 a difficult situation because he's he's utter crap, and that's very hard to get around. Yeah. Yeah. The only way you, the the only way he ever seems to function is when he's got an arm around his shoulder and the team's played around him and everything yeah. is perfect for him. So it's it's difficult. It's, it's difficult to fit him into any team. Exactly. Like it's the attitude as well. Like off the pitch. Yeah. Like obviously that was the whole like Instagram saga of what he put down. Yeah. I mean, like, he, racism and stuff like. I mean, I don't know what anyone thought whenever we originally signed him, but I was actually quite happy that we had signed him, and I kind of thought, well, hold on, experienced mm -hmm. Premier League striker, he can score goals. Yeah. You know, maybe we're onto something I thought, here, but like, I thought he would fit into the team well. Yeah. Like with the people he had around him, because I thought at the time that people like Sterling and Ibe would like be the fast people around and be able to cross it okay, but apparently it didn't work like that very well. Yeah. It worked okay against uh, Spurs when we played the diamond with uh, him and Storage and Sterling behind, but then we yeah. just gave we gave up on that. <laughs> well, yeah. Storage got injured, but I mean, it cost 16 million from AC Milan. Um, Rogers described him as a calculated gamble. Um, I mean, it's fair to say that the calculated gamble will not pay off no matter what happens. Yeah. This season or whatever yeah. it is, fifteen million for him will never get anywhere near remotely close to that. So, I mean, I think we just have to cut ties as pos as quickly as possible. I think that's what James Pierce was kind of saying in the Echo this morning. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of people are inclined to make this sort of a comparison between Lambert, who is a Liverpool fan at heart, has the model sort of a reputation that you'd like and he's just a great guy all around and he's gone yesterday Yeah. after scoring a good couple of goals and 36 appearances in a red shirt and then Balotelli in comparison is just not the player that you'd want and he has that checkered past as you were referring to there and you know it's it's just difficult but I mean I, I don't think you can make the comparison but I think that we have to just cut ties with Balotelli I think that's the only way we can go yeah, yeah. I think we we've started already. Like we've said, with all this new strikers we've brought in, he's yeah. nowhere near nowhere near the starting eleven. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, what what strikers have we got now this season? We have Sturridge, Engs, Origi, and Balotelli. Is that the four? The Benteke. Benteke, yeah, Benteke, of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, out of those five, I mean, we have more in the academy, I suppose. But out of those five, five for me. Yeah, Barini still exists, but he'll be off soon. Yeah. 
Barini as yeah. still exists. But out of out of those five, Discord and Barini, because in my mind he's already gone. Um, you know, out of those five, I would definitely say that Balotelli is the fifth choice. Yeah. You know, I, I'd play a Regi before I would play Balotelli in a game. Yeah. That's me. So, anyway, that's the Balotelli saga. There's little point in talking anymore about it. Again, Ricky Lambert left yesterday for West Brom. Um, completed his medical in the morning. Left the hospital. Went, played, scored two goals. So, fair play, Ricky. Yeah. Uh, you know, sad to see him go, but he wasn't very good at the whole football thing. It was the right decision, wasn't it? It was probably the yeah. best decision for him. I'm just glad he got to play in the red shirt. That's probably... Yeah, exactly. The most important thing. I mean, he'll probably leave with very little regrets because he got his 36 appearances. He got his X amount of goals. He scored in the Champions League. He got that goal against Villa um, at Villa Park. And, you know, everyone remembers that. Opposite to Balotelli, there's no hard feelings at all. Everyone sort of understood the situation. We were all, even though we knew he wasn't that good of a player and we complained when he played badly, there's no animosity towards the guy. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he was that's 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 towards everything. He just, yeah. you know, it's what you want to see in a footballer, very professional. Definitely. So that's the story with Lambert and Balotelli. So basically, we've played, we've had a, a you know an eventful enough preseason so far. We've had four games. Um, there's two more left to go. We have one behind closed doors, I suppose, and then there's two more to go. Um, one in today against Helsinki in a couple hours at half five our time. British time, and then a game against Swindon tomorrow. So the first game then was against Thai All Stars. Yeah, that was a four nil win. It was. Uh, it was in Bangkok, the Rajamangala Stadium. Um, but they weren't they weren't that good of a team. But anyway, we played the first half team and the second half team. The first half team was Bogdan, Wisdom, Torre, Sako, Gomez, Gomez at left back, Rossiter, Lucas, and Texiera. That was more of a three than a two, which surprised a few people. Yeah. And uh, Markovic and Ings either side of Lambert. Um, it was either side because people thought it might be the diamond, but it was strange because it was it wasn't. It was more sort of inside forwards. Uh, yeah. the, second, the second half team was Mignolet, uh, Klein, Skirtle, Love, and Maguire. Maguire, the left back, the youth. He had the academy player because Moreno was injured or something. Henderson and Milner either side of Allen in a deeper role in midfield, and Ivan a lot on either side of Origi. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a pretty routine game. Uh, like I said, they weren't very good. They weren't really a team, and it was yeah, it was it was more just getting the confidence. But Markovic started all with a good finish, and uh, Sacco scored a great header from a corner. Lallana uh, again with another nice finish. Probably uh, he, he he was one of the most impressive players. And Origi, although he missed quite a few chances, did score, which tells you something. But I thought the main major pluses were Henderson and Milner. Looked completely comfortable, and um, players like like Markovic obviously scored. Ings had a few chances and missed them, but you can take positives from the fact that he was in the positions. And you can say, you know, with a bit more fitness, maybe he's putting those away. Uh, there was there was no real negatives because the defence they, they were hardly troubled at all. It was just all about scoring. So the only thing you could possibly take away is um, that we didn't score more because it was fairly routine. It was a bit of a mishmash of a of a tight side, so Yeah, exactly. It was exactly. I mean none of none of these sides are, are gonna be world class sides, but it's just important to get you know, get get names on the scoreboard and 
build up some partnerships. Exactly like you say, yeah, like Milner and Henderson playing together for the first time, Origi scoring, you know, it's all sort of stuff like that. Yeah, I thought the game was was fantastic. To be fair, for the it's, first it's, game of our preseason, it was great to watch, wasn't it? The the, yeah. the football was brilliant. I mean, to go from losing six one, the the last game you've seen them, and then the, the next game you see is a four 0 and it's you know it's a relative improvement, no matter who you're yeah. against. It's, yeah, exactly. It's an improvement. Um. So the next game after that then was against Brisbane, in Australia, Brisbane Roar. Um. That was a two one one. Yep. So I mean, it, again, it was a fairly routine game. There wasn't too much to report about it. Yep. Um. I, I mean, one thing that we have to take from it is how well Milner has fitted into the Liverpool side so far. Yeah. He's uh, he's he's done very well. I think people already take into him. You can see on Twitter and social media, people are already huge fans of Milner. They like they see what he does. They see the influence he has. So. Yeah, yeah, brings a lot on show again. Yeah, he does. I think you know. Uh, um, it's interesting about Mark because again, kind of like people compare players all the time. Is that of and Gerard? As much as you don't want to make it, yeah, people are going to compare. And I think that while he's he hasn't got anywhere near the same quality for me, of you know even as an attacking player or whatever. As as Stevie G, but I think Milner, you know, will be an anchor for the midfield and then he'll be able to mm. help us to push forward, but also track back at the right time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, when you when you think about this this squad as well, it is very young. Obviously, that's FSG's sort of model. Yeah, I mean, but so he's somebody somebody like Milner to just calm it down. Yeah, he's he's an experienced head on on strong shoulders. So yeah, yeah. Um, as I say, Brisbane game was just routine. It was a two-one win. You know, there's there's not much else you can say about it, really. You can talk about the jump from that from that game from the first one. How it was, we were, this time we were playing against a team. What well, was a formidable team? Yeah, a yeah, team yeah. we actually had played together. And yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Maybe they didn't have the same quality. It was, um, they had a team. It was also, I believe, the debut of our absolutely gorgeous white away kit. Oh, huge yeah. fan of the away kit. We have um, to yeah, it, it, is, it is a nice kit. Not going yeah. to lie. I think I, mean, I prefer had, the home kit, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, we had Ings and Ings and Origi again starting up front, so it was just getting more performances out of Origi, who I haven't really been that impressed with in the I'd preseason, like to be honest. I've liked his movement. I've liked you know, the way he's, you know, he's shown flashes, but like you say, he's been wasted. Yeah. Well, we can hope, hope that'll go with age or with experience or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, the starting lineup that day was Manuelay, Klein, Skirtle, Sacco, Gomez, Henderson, Lucas, Milner, Ings, Lorana, Origi. That's kind of been our go-to side for these preseason games. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a similar team that we played, you know, with a similar spine of the team that we played against um, Malaysia in the latest preseason game. But we can get yeah. to that when we get there. But um, I mean, Gomez at left back. Gomez has has impressed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every game we've seen him in, he's been very powerful defensively and going forward. It's been impressive. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, he's. It's it's been important to remember that. Um, Milner scored the winner actually. By the way, by 
from that that Brisbane game. So that was important. Milner scored the winner. And um, it was a lovely chip. I think Milner has settled in well. Lalana is another player that we have to talk about, has been fantastic really on the on the left hand yeah. side of attack or wherever he's been played. Well, we, all expected, we all expected more from him um, last season. That, yeah. I think people have forgotten actually a little bit how good Lalana is or can be. I mean he's That's not it. he's not average as people are trying to paint the picture of him being. He can still you know, he can make a big difference. I feel like he was sort of written off last season. Yeah, exactly. He didn't yeah. perform to people's standards because the team wasn't performing to people's standards, and he was kind of written off as a, you know, a bad job or a bad signing. Yeah, yeah. I think quite a people were like Markovic as well. Yeah, Marino. but then Markovic is wasteful. Mm. I th- that's just my opinion. I mean, I haven't seen much of Markovic this preseason. I don't think anyone has, to be fair. But I'm he's just not. Eight since he scored. Yeah. Yeah, that's a shame, really. I would, to be fair, I'm not the biggest fan of Markovic, but I would like to see him get more minutes on the field. Yeah, just to prove whether he's, you know, you yeah. make a decision when you don't know for sure. You know, one thing that we haven't actually done so much this preseason is change at half time. And that used to be the sort of customary thing that you'd play two teams, first and second half, but we've been changing around the 72nd minute or so. Yeah, we only did that like, in the in the first game. Other than that, that was right. it, yeah. Sort of other games. than that, because the next game was against Adelaide, and it was a two 0 win. Yeah. Yeah. What, so, what you have seen is you've seen some. I thought you've seen some strong first teamers start to emerge. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I think that's more what it's been about because Roger's biggest problem this season will be picking a starting eleven and sticking to exactly. it. Exactly. I think what we'll find though is if one does work, it'll play again. Yeah. And that's that's something to look forward to. How you know this time if if something does work, one injury isn't going to wreck the whole team because we've got someone who can step in and do the same role. If not, yeah, exactly. It's good. I mean, there's there's certain there's certain players who have played in each of the four games and who will just be. You're given starters. I mean, yeah. Manuelay probably won't be bothered too much by Bogdan. Let's yeah, be Klein, Klein. Klein is Klein is the next one. Um, Skirt, Skirtle, Skirtle, Skirtle usually plays, and then move into midfield because the rest of defense is a bit shaky. I don't know if he's going to go with Gomez at left back, but that seems to be a thought at the moment. And yeah. Gomez, Gomez has travelled to to Finland today. Um, I mean, Henderson and Milner in midfield is another partnership yeah. that I don't think will be broken up too much this season. I think the if only question can... is defensive midfielder with them, isn't it? Does Luke, yeah. People are saying Lucas, Chan, everyone's a huge fan of me included. I think he'd be fantastic. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the same. Yeah. I think Chan needs to play there. Chan. Yeah. Yeah. But there is also, he deserves to play there yeah. as well. There is also a risk of, well, risk, I think it's a risk, of playing Allen at defensive midfield. Where it works when you're in possession, but not when you're out of it. And I do worry that Rogers might tr- trifle with that a little bit. I'm not. Yeah. So, I'm not so. I'm not so sure. I mean, I know Alan has kind of got this blue-eyed boy reputation, where he's come in from Swansea, where Brennan was, and that's you know he's been brought in kind of along with Lovren, where he's been head spearheaded by Brennan, not the transfer committee. But I honestly yeah. don't. I think Brennan has lost a certain amount of faith in Alan recently. Because he just hasn't been he just hasn't been getting the time on the field lately. Um, I mean the midfields that we've usually played has been Lucas Henderson, Mulder, Ibe, 
and then you take your pick from you know Lalana or whoever you've got, and then he's bringing on Jordan Rossiter, or he's bringing on um, you know Chiravella to go in behind the striker, or he's you know he's bringing on someone else. But Allen hasn't actually featured too much. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you mean? So it'll be interesting to see if Allen does get playing longer. But I, I hope that that's the case because we do need a strong midfield unit. No matter, like I said, no matter what happens this season, no matter what players he chooses in terms of quality, all I want to see is that when he's got the players at his disposal, we have to have a good team. Because that's the ba- that's the basics. So that, at the very least, that's that's what I'm hoping to see. If not, then it, I think it will be time for him to go. You see, I would agree, but. It is going to be difficult. He's made his own problems for himself by buying too many midfielders, in my view. Yeah. Because now you've got the problem of Coutinho, Firmino, yeah, exactly. um, Lalana. Well, I'd say it's, I, it's only too many. It's only, it's only too many if he doesn't use them correctly. If he uses them well, then suddenly he's got you know this wonderful like depth. It all depends on how he how he utilizes them. Uh Perhaps, I mean, it, it does give us a depth. I agree with that, but he still has to find a certain lineup and stick to it. That's my biggest. Exactly, problem. exactly. Yeah, that's what he did in 2013-14 when we almost won the league. Um, you know, we had this starting lineup with SAS, and then you were guaranteed that Gerard Henderson. You know, Coutinho. when you had it was Gerard Henderson and Coutinho was the midfield three. Gerard Henderson, Coutinho yeah. was yeah, the midfield three. Solid. You play in that four-three-three, and then you've got a fairly consistent defense as well. And I mean, at the end of the day, you can have all the quality in the world, but if it doesn't gel right, that's the problem. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That, yeah. Was our, that was our problem last season. <coughs> so moving on, anyway, the next game was against Malaysia, and um, Malaysia then was that was the twenty fourth of July. And that was the famous game where we conceded to Ronaldinho after 13 minutes. Um, not the one that everyone would think, which is why Bob Dan got a, a right slating after it. But um, anyway, the starting lineup we had was Bogdan, Klein, Skirtle, Lovren, Moreno, Lucas, Henderson, Milner, Aib, Lalana, and Origi. So, I mean, Bogdan really didn't have a whole lot to do all game. And then... This is where I'm starting to see that this starting eleven will be a consistent one because Klein at right back was solid. You know, he was physically he was strong. He didn't have too much of an attacking threat, but I feel like Moreno kind of makes up for that on the left hand side. Yeah. And all we need is someone who can cross the ball towards Benteke or to whoever. You know, Moreno's a good crosser of the ball. He's just not the best tracking back. But Klein and Moreno are kind of opposites, so I feel like that would work. Maybe yeah. maybe not. I don't know. Maybe the, maybe you need someone who's got a bit of both. But I just don't feel like we've had that sort of a fullback since Steve Finnan left. Um, but anyway, so we had Skirtle then in the middle. Skirtle was reliable, but he slipped in the second half. Um, I mean, I spoke a wee bit about this before we started recording. I would tend to worry whenever he comes up against more formidable opposition this season. I know he's been with Liverpool now since God knows when. Two thousand and eight was it? He signed two thousand seven. But yeah. you know he's been with them for so long, and he's been in the Premier League for so long. He's an established Premier League midfielder at this stage. But I just feel like at times he gets caught out. At times he's a bit too rash. I you feel know, like um, I feel yeah. like in he gets like I go back to like it's all about the midfield for me. If you def- if you protect that defence, I don't see Skirtle being too rash. I, I I think he does that when he's exposed and he feels like he has to 
Yeah, yeah I agree out. with you. He steps yeah, out. I, I just worry about Skirtle getting yellow cards too easy and picking up yellows and reds and giving away too many penalties. We saw it last season. Um, the next the next person that we had beside Skirtle in that partnership was Lovren, and he worries me even more. Oh, just, I, know, just, I get so worried. I mean, you talk, like, it's, you talk about a blue-eyed boy reputation with Joe Allen. If there was anyone on the team who summarized that sort of reputation, it's Lovren. Because he was yeah. out, he was out muscled by by Ronaldinho for the goal. I, I don't even dis, I don't even dislike Lovren. Again, you saw at Swan at, at Southampton what he can do with a with a good good midfield, a good defensive protection in front of him. But yeah, he should not be starting ahead of Mamadou Saka, who's starting for France ahead, ahead, ahead of some, ahead of some of the best centre backs in world football. And yeah. we're not and we're not. Um, like he's not a certain starter for Liverpool FC. You want in Champions League. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I just don't know where to go. I mean, he missed four chances up front then, within the space of about 15 minutes. Mm. He missed a couple of headers from six yards that he should be banging in every day of the week. And, exactly. You know, so then you have Moreno then at left back, who I've kind of alluded to before. He's pacey, you know, he, he goes forward a lot, but he's just a bit shaky defensively, I would think. But that's, I think that's where Klein makes up for it, though. On the other yeah, side. that's what I think. But but then you know I would I would give Big Joe Gomez a go at left back. Yeah, I would. I'd like to see him up against the likes of oh God. You know what 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 wingers have you got now in the Premier League? You know your Eden Hazards and your your Santi Cazorla's or whoever's yeah, coming up against Alexis Sanchez. There you go. Whoever's coming up against him. Um, I was going to mm. say Nanny, but he's gone now. Um. You know, that's sort of an idea. I'd like to see Big Joe Gomez get thrown in there because it happened with Flanagan and he benefited yeah. from it. What I will say about Gomez is that what impressed me was as much as his footballing ability was how athletic he is. Like yeah. big, strong and he's he's not he's not um you know some some centre backs are big and strong and quick but they're not agile. He's that's very, it. very agile. Yeah, so I know. I was I was very impressed with the way he moved around the pitch. So if you put him against a better player, even if he does yeah, be often an athletic enough player yeah. can sort of prevent, yeah. you know, t- terrible damage being done. You know, at, at the very least, I'd like to see him stay and fight for his place week in, week out. Put oh, him yeah. on, the, you know, put on the bench, on, yeah. Put him on the bench, is right, yeah. Put him on the bench or, you know, rotate even between Moreno and, Lop, and, or Mateno, Moreno and uh, Gomez. He's decent know, cover as well because he can play centre-half as well. So that's it. He's, he's, yeah. You know, he's cover for Skirtle or Lovren whenever they... You know, if they get injured or suspended, or if they you know exactly. mess up some week, or but anyway, it's a very wise signing. Uh, really. Yes, yes, I think so too. Um, Henderson then and, and Milner, the the midfield dynamic partnership. I don't think anyone's unhappy with that. I mean, they provide the defensive protection and they've got enough quality. I think Henderson often doesn't get appreciated how much forward quality he has. Well, you see, out of the out of the previous three preseason games up as far as this. Uh, Henderson has been fantastic. Really, he's been excellent. He's just been thrown into that captain's role, and he's he's, he's excelled. But I think in the yeah. in this Malaysia game, I don't know what happened, but the whole team just wasn't you know pinging the ball about as fast as they were in the previous games. Who, who started up front in that game? Do you, do you remember? It was Aib, Lalana, and Origi were the attacking players. That's, that's a decent amount of movement as well. It is, but you know there was they had all the pace in the world in there with Moreno and I mean Klein is pacey when he goes forward he's, he doesn't go forward often but he is pacey didn't he get, didn't he get an assist that game and I, I think he that's, that's the game where he's yeah um but Henderson 
Henderson in this game was was quite poor for me. Um, his passing was wayward. It was sloppy. You know, I mean, he, he linked well with Milner and I. To be fair, and on a better day, you know, with Henderson yeah. in the middle and Milner, and then I out wide. You know, that they probably will form a good partnership, the three of them. Well, another good thing about Henderson and Milner is that you know, even if they're not having the best day, um, they're still giving you some base for other players to. Yeah, at the bare minimum, they're helping the team. Yeah, better than the team he used to go up against teams like Athletic Madrid in the Europa League and start Jay Spearing. So, you know, it's it's just better options for Henderson and Milner that we have, and I mean, Alan can fit in there. I don't, I don't have a huge problem with Alan. I like Alan as a central midfielder, but not as a defensive midfielder or a holding midfielder. Yeah, I would agree. No, he doesn't. He doesn't work as a defensive midfielder. He's just pa- he's, he's he's there for his passing, not for his like. Yeah, he gets brushed past. That's exactly. Like, yes. That's the problem. His passing is fantastic, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like, I, I no, say, I like his passing. We, we've had some he's... fantastic games with him at centre of the field. Like, we've, we've beaten really good teams with him there. But yeah. it, it doesn't work anywhere else. No. Exactly. And then you had Milner, obviously. and I mean, he, he was quiet in this game and... He didn't do anything wrong, but he didn't do anything outstandingly right. I think the the, the whole team was just off in this game, to be honest, because they just, as I say, they just weren't pinging it about as fast, and the play wasn't as advanced, and it wasn't as fast, and they just weren't moving as quickly. Probably the result of a lot of travelling. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like if you if you think like the first half of the season were, or the first uh, game where it was like you know four 0 win, Henderson whacking out a Rabona out of nowhere. Yes, um, <laughs> have to get that in there. His, exactly, his release like, of character. Exa- it is a release of character. There you go. <laughs> Brendan will be proud. Um, um, but yeah, we, like it's just such a change. You can see how like traveling's affected yeah. and stuff. I mean, that's why I'm trying not to be too cynical about this game where we've, you know, we're withdrawn with Malaysia XI. Um, I mean, to be fair, they were getting ready for some important international games as well, so they were at probably the peak of their fitness and their training and yeah. things. Isn't it like um, midway through the Malaysian season as well? Somebody yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I think so. So we had Aib, Lalana, and Origi. Um, may as well start with Aib. Aib scored our goal after 28 minutes after we'd gone behind. Um, it was just a fantastic strike. Hmm. I don't, know what, I don't know what else there, there is to say about I, it. I feel like he's improved um, just sli- ever slightly. Like a bit, it just, he's just come a bit better from last season. And if he continues doing that, it's great It's great how he has improved because last season he like really showed himself. And the fact that he's been able to improve from that. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. Exactly. Well, you know, the, the shots that he's having that are hitting the, hitting the bar or going wide and now every now and again they're going in. Or they're forcing to say there's just yeah. little changes, but it, like I, I, like I can just relate him to like how Sterling was when Sterling tried his hardest. He, he just, but he, he just looks so much more positive, so much more powerful, definitely in terms of just raw yeah. physicality. That's it. It's, you know, he was pacey, he was powerful. He had that that strike, obviously, and then he had many more chances at goal that he probably should have scored. Um. You know, one place I'd like to see Ive this year, and this, I might get a bit of stick for this, but I'd like to see Ive as the, you know, the Fairclough sort of super sub. 
where we have him on the bench to come on and make an impact if well, that's, that's, that's always the best way with sort of I think with young players who've got that talent but it's sort I of think so too. Um, because that's what that's basically what Tottenham did with Townsend. The Townsend's nowhere near the player that I was. So. Yeah, because I mean, for me, Ibe is still a bit young yet to be getting. He's still raw as well. Ball. He's still raw. He's not. He's not Raheem Sterling. He's not sort of. He's not you know ready to start every game and take a senior role. He's still exactly. So I'd like to see him in the Faircloth role. You know, come on yeah. and replace somebody like Lalana, who's a complete workhorse, or Henderson, or you know, come on late on in the game. The good thing is we've got a few players who could be used as super subs because we have so much depth now. Yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd like to see Ings in the same role. I don't think Ings. No, I think Ings is too young at the moment for like the fact that we've got Benteke now as well. Yes, I've, Ings, I think. You know what? Benteke is another one of these gambles, like like Balotelli. I think Benteke has to start every game. We've we've got him at the uh, at the right age at least, where he's sort of on the cusp of reaching his peak. So yeah. we'll know we'll know now in the next you know season or two seasons if he is going to improve and you know reach the next level. I mean that's that's one of the problems with Balotelli is that we gave him inconsistent game time because it's back to this thing where we had a, we didn't have a solid starting lineup that we kept. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think it's just probably the best way to, to start Benteke every game and maybe, you know, build the mould midfield around him. I think, I, I think I can see us that. doing that because yeah. he put Origi up front in pre-season and sort of, it was almost like, because uh, the way he was dropping deeper than he usually does Origi, he was sort of coming, I felt like he'd, he'd been... I could see Benteke, more of Benteke's role than what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, we had Lalana then and Origi, who you were talking about. Lalana looked dangerous and sharp in the game. Um, he scored. He got a goal in pre-season earlier on before this. Um, he hit the bar with a deflected effort. You know, there's, there's not too much to say. He was just his usual workhorse sort of getting in everywhere. He looked pretty sharp. Yeah, I think it's a shame that last season didn't get played as much because he is a little, he is a bit of a workhorse, and he yes. does. Well, he he's, does another, work he's, hard. A, he's another one that, at the very least, even if he isn't having his best game, at the very least, he's helping the team. That's it. It's kind of yeah. like yeah. if you have, yeah, exactly. So if you if you have three of them, it's very unlikely that all three of them aren't going to be able to produce something. It'll that's it. That's, that's what you have with Henderson, Milner, and Lalana. Yeah, you know that that bit of a, that trio there. Firmino is apparently quite a workhorse as well as in. I've heard that. Policy. Yeah, he is. So yeah. I, mean, I can imagine again. This goes back to I can imagine. Imagine sort of Benteke in the middle, and then Milner, Henderson, Firmino, and Lallana all just buzzing around him. I mean, I've got an image of that, and I, I think that's what Rogers might be going for. I know there's plenty of people who you know. It's, we sign someone and then they, they claim to be these experts and these players, oh, they've watched them, watched them at their previous clubs and all that. Yeah, yeah. I, I won't claim to be like that because I'm not, but I do think that um, he is a bit of a workhorse for me. No, I think that he, d- he yeah. you know, obviously played well for Hoffenheim. That's what yeah, like I, I have gone back and looked at like Hoffenheim highlights and the goals he scored and little tricks and stuff he, he's done. Has and anyone seen the goal? Go ahead, sorry. He, he does just kind of he is kind of like a bit of a catalyst in the middle and just manages to work it and he scores as well and when he scores he scores quality goals yeah oh, what were you going to say sorry um, I was just going to say if anyone had seen the 
goal that he scored where he was looking the other way because he went past. Oh yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. Big fan of that. It's just slick. And I mean, there's another one too where he does he take it over the shoulder and then hit a volley. Oh, no, or something? He flicks it with the back of his heel. Over flicks his it with the back of his heel. That's what it is. Control it and then volleys, you know, volleys his own. Yeah. And it's just there's nothing you can do to stop that. Yeah. Yeah. He plays well for Brazil as a striker, though. That's the. Yeah, exactly. and what what made me so happy about him is that he isn't just he isn't like Coutinho. So, like I said, Coutinho sort of likes it to get it deep and to carry it forward. Firmino will he'll be the movement, he'll be the pass rather than. Yeah, that's why like, I think yeah. Coutinho and Firmino work well together. But it's hard like having the Brazilian link between those two, and then you've got like the English link with Henderson, Alana. Yeah, exactly. It's it's gonna be a hard decision to be honest for Brendan. I mean, I don't see why you can't play them all. I feel like Lallana, Coutinho, Firmino, Henderson, Milner. I feel the only way that can be... Going backwards, you know, like Henderson, Milner in your two midfield positions, a f you know, a sort of a three in behind Benteke of Coutinho, Lallana, Firmino. That, that could work. And, and I mean, I don't know if you're clouding it too much there or if you're, you know, if you're filling the midfield too much there, but I think it's worth a go. Well, because it's only filling the midfield if those three players, you know, behind Benteke aren't getting close enough to them. If they're That's getting it, close yeah. enough, so suddenly, you know, it's yeah. not you've got you've got runs everywhere. That's it. Yeah. I, I will say about Benteke because I I did some because I was really concerned about when we first signed Benteke. I wanted to know what he was about, what play, what kind of player he is, and I noticed from watching videos, I watched a few like match highlights and all that stuff. Um, for Villa, he seems to. I drop back and drop into sort of midfield and have runners beyond him, pass and then go and get on the end of it or try and get near the end of it or something like that. I, I feel it. like that's I feel like that's what kind of Balotelli was all about last exactly, season. Exactly, that's that's missed. that's why it worried that, that that's why it worried me because I was thinking, hang on, we what we really need is is sort of runs in behind. But then I looked at the other players that we had and thought, well, we brought in that. And then I looked even further back. It was in Benteke squares when he played for Genk. And then his game was everything he used to be, running yeah. behind. So it makes me it makes me calmer knowing that Benteke can yeah. adapt adapt to sort of what what is required of him. So if he needs exactly. to run in behind, he'll do it. If he needs to drop deep, he'll do it. So that that has actually made me feel a lot more confident about him. In I'm still undecided on his quality, but what I can't I'm no longer fearful of his, his role in the team. I think. I think he really can. He does have a place in this team. Yeah, exactly. Like even if he doesn't run in, like as much, we've got people who can score in those areas. Like Lalana definitely can. Exactly. Exactly. Mino can. Milner can, as we've seen pre-season. It's it, and then Henderson even as well. It's yeah. we've just got so many. I think I'm actually quite quite hopeful for this season. Like just by looking at pre-season and reviewing everyone. I'd be really confident. I'd be absolutely like very very confident if and if I knew that it was going to work as a team because we've got the quality. That's the only question. I don't think anybody who looks at Liverpool's squad and un, you know, with an unbiased view can say that we don't have the quality to compete with United for top yeah. four. I think it is just United, but I don't you know. I don't think anyone could say that. I know. But then again, looking at the first preseason game, I know the team we're playing isn't like the best team in the world. But we were pinging it about everywhere, and it was such. It was just good to watch, which is what I like to see. And if we can do that in the league, then 
we're going to be pretty formidable. I mean, the, the the thing is, you know, the important thing is that we have to have a team, and that's, you know, you've hit the nail on the head there, really, James, because having a team is the most important thing. You can have as much quality as you want in the world, but, you know, they have to gel well together. Well, you pointed it last season at the uh, at the Madrid game, the away game, where individually our team was nowhere near the best, but but that was actually one of the best teams we lost all season. We could, yeah, but, and we, we, we could have won. Barini had that uh, goal disallowed. It was rightly disallowed, but he still had the goal. So, you know, just because uh, we had a we had a system that was working, we had Alan and Chan and Lucas was it in their actual positions as a midfield three. And you know everyone, you know, Barini was moving around up front. Everyone knew their, their position. So imagine that, but with better players, and you can you can imagine what we can do, what we can actually achieve. Yeah, definitely. Like if you put it like that, then it does increase confidence a lot. But the problem is, you just don't know whether we'll do that or whether we'll revert to what yeah. Brendan did last season at times. Yeah. I mean, it, it is difficult to know, but he's got to get the squad right. I'm just reading here now, this is the squad that we had that night against Real Madrid and the Bernabeu. Mignolet, Manquillo, Skirtle, Kulogtore, Moreno, Chan, Lucas, Allen, Markovic, Barini, Lalana. Yeah, you see, what I remember distinctly is that midfield three being rock solid as a unit, because they all knew their, their role. Yeah. I mean, it, it'll remain to be seen. We're making another hint of it today because we do have a game today against Helsinki in Finland. Um, so this is the squad then that has come out to Helsinki. We have Mignolet, Fulton, Clay, oh. Lovren, Skirtle, Gomez, Maguire. Starting start 11 just been announced. Oh, it has? Yeah. Who's in the starting 11? Oh, Here we go. Mignolet... Klein, Skirtle, Lovren, Gomez, Henderson, Milner, Coutinho, Iblana, Lana Ings. Oh, so yeah, he might be doing what you're saying and going with the Henderson. Is I'm that happy with that. That sounds like a good yeah, start. See, see, that's what I thought might I work. Think, you know what? I think that's what he's going to do. Henderson, Milner, Coutinho will be the three. Yeah. That would be quite good. That would yeah, be I'd, very good. I'd love for nothing more for us to turn back to the 4-3-3 that we did so well with the Tiger of uh, League. I, I think it's, it's more of a 3 of a sort of more of a sort of 3-2-1 if you imagine Benteke with sort of um, Lallana and Firmino either side and then Coutinho, Henderson and Milner as that 3. Yeah. yeah. Then that, again we have seen like Lallana and Firmino play as wingers as well and they have done alright there. Yeah. Like I've seen Firmino play as a winger for half a time. It gives us options doesn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. So Which is, we've got, as you said before, we've got the diversity, and that's yeah, what we need. That is a very. If I'm, I'm just looking at the team now. Um, imagine sort of uh, Sacco for Lovren, uh, Firmino for Ibe, and Benteke for Ings, and I can see that being being our starting eleven. Yeah. Realistically, I'm the same. So basically, we're going back to to Helsinki. This is our first visit to Helsinki since 1990, when we won 2-0. Uh, Ray Houghton and David Burrow scored that day. So there's been four previous fixtures right. between us anyway, but it's not really important. The game's going to be played in the Olympic Stadium, and it holds around 40,000 fans. I remember James Pierce uh, from the Echo saying this morning that tickets were still being sold. Um, 
obviously Helsinki are the, they're the current champions in Finland. They won their 27th league title last year. So they should be a fairly formidable opposition. Yeah. Well, they'll, right. they'll be a team, won't they? That's another thing. You know, I think any any good team gives you at least some like some a decent game, whether it's not a spectacular game. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Um, I mean, the important thing to remember here is that Coutinho's back, which is important. You know, so we will get us a, a better idea of who's going to start against Stoke next week. Um, all we can do really is just watch and and, and see. Do we have any score predictions? I don't know the quality of, of, of them, but I'm going to go for, I'd, I'd say, 3-1 to Liverpool. Yeah, I was going to say 3-0. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go like 3-1. 3-1, yeah. 3-1, 3-1 and 3-0. Um, I mean, it's, I don't know. Helsinki aren't, Helsinki aren't a team of the probably of the best quality, but they'll give us an idea. So... That is it, basically. Yeah. We, um, we kick off in just over an hour at half five. It's on LFC TV. Um, so what way do we think they'll line up? For Stoke. Um, well, for, for today and probably for Stoke, to be fair. I'd I'm, ha I'm happy with today. I'd imagine the team that we're going with today is sort of... Um, back four is pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, Henderson, Milner, Coutinho. I think I have a I have a feeling it might be a three and not Henderson, Milner as a two. Yeah. And even if even if it is, Coutinho will drop deep out of out of nature because he likes to pick up the ball and create. He said um, something something I had thought about was a four two a four two one three with you know you've Klein, Lovren, Skirtle, Gomez obviously, and then Milner and Henderson drop back in that sort of Lucas Allen sort of a role. Then you've continued the continue just in front of them, and then you have Engs or E.G. Lalana. What I think Rogers is going back to is his, 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 his beginning philosophy, where he, he likes everything to have sort of a movement and fluidity about it. And I can imagine him saying to Henderson, Milner, and Coutinho, "What maybe one time one of you goes forward and the other picks up the ball deep and create, you know, I mean, sort of this interchangeable. Yeah. Any of them yeah. can do any role, sort of." Because yeah, that's that would be good. And I, I don't, I don't think there are any better players on the side to do that than Henderson, Milner, and Coutinho. Oh, absolutely not. No, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. You know, whether we get some snazzy nickname like HMC or something going by the end of the season, we'll see. But, Maybe if they do well. Yeah, but I mean, I, I honestly think they can be a good partnership. I don't know about up front. I don't. I don't see Ings starting in the Premier League. I don't see Origi starting in the Premier League. We're just waiting. We're just waiting for Ben yeah, I think Firmino and Venteke will come in where Ings and Origi are currently. Yeah. But that's just me. You see, maybe you have Milner Henderson as a back two, and then you have Coutinho, Firmino, and Lalana on either side, and then you have Venteke up front mm. on his own. But it's difficult to tell with, with just a team sheet, whether it's 4-2-3-1 or, yeah. or midfield three. I'd like it to be a midfield three. Um, and maybe Coutinho will drop there anyway, but you never, you don't know until uh, until you see it. I'd I'd like them as a midfield three. I think there could be an option for a lot of fluidity, but also solidity there with you know the gauging between attack and defence. But yeah. I'd like to see Coutinho in that number ten sort of pocket and behind Benteke, 
Yeah, but I feel like I feel like he's I personally anyway, I feel like he's better running into that with the ball rather than sort of Stacking. being in yeah, being yeah. in that position and getting it and turning. That was what Sterling did, you know, that's what think about how successful we were um the thirteen fourteen season. Uh, it was when Coutinho was deeper and Sterling was the one making runs, you know, sort of being the middleman in an attack. That's what Firmino would probably do as well. I I think I'd prefer to see Coutinho deeper carrying it forward and you know, making the passes and shooting from distance. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It'll just remain to be seen. We'll see today. Perhaps today will give us an idea because I honestly think Ings and Origi are good enough representation in this lineup for Firmino and Benteke. But that's exactly that's yeah. what I think. But I mean, it depends on what he's planning to do with them. So I suppose we'll see when, when when it all kicks off. I think it all comes down to what we've been saying about how Rogers now has no excuse because everything's his way. He's That's got it. his system. He's got all the players that can play any kind of team that he wants to play. It's, exactly. There's no, there's nothing blocking his tactical brain now. It's all about does he have a good enough tactical brain? <laughs> you see, uh, someone else here on Twitter... J82 underscore LFC has said that there's no DM employed in us back to a 4-2-3-1 with Henderson Mulder as you know the partnership and then Iblalana Coutinho and then Engs up front on his own which is something I think could work with Benteke if you've got Coutinho in the middle Lalana on one side Firmino on the other yeah yeah I agree um, with that I think they could go that way but I don't know I wonder if we'll change it specifically to te- the teams that we play. Yeah. You see, I'm not sure. That, I think that's what he tried to do last season, and it didn't really work out for us. But then again, he sort of, he sort of tweaked it in the 13-14 season, where at times I remember Suarez went to right wing, and we played storage straight down the middle. You just don't know. Very, very like I said, small yeah, changes, though. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's what he's, that's what he should do, where he should have a, a recognised starting eleven, and maybe just sort of tweak the that's tactics in game. Like, like you say, like instead of instead of Alana and Firmino being central, maybe say right push wide, something like that, something subtle rather than changing the whole. You see, in terms of that, that that would make sense, and I think you know where there's where there's a starting lineup where the fullbacks, the opposition fullbacks might not be as good. It might be better to throw Firmino and Alana out wide, and then with trickery and things they can. You know they can Square for Benteke. They can cause problems there and leave it open in the middle for Benteke and you know whoever else is exactly. there. You in the middle, but you need to, you need to have a versatile starting lineup for that. You have to have an eleven that you trust and an eleven that you rely on. And know and what they're doing. And know and exactly. Know what, the, the know what they're yeah. doing. Know them in and out. Know their qualities. Know their you know know their um their bad qualities, and what can go wrong. So, I mean, it'll just remain to be seen, I think. This starting lineup that we have today is probably as close as we'll get without, you know, without having the exact lineup. We'll know next Saturday, obviously, for Stoke, what the score will be. Even um, then, though, you'd, if, if the new signings I mean, aren't even, in the even then, it's yeah. Even then, it's difficult, because um, Firmino and Benteke are doubtable for starting. Yeah. So I mean I just don't know. Maybe that's the maybe that's the reason for leaving them home and only starting them tomorrow against Swindon. They might yeah. not even get playing tomorrow yeah. against Swindon, we don't know. But they are in line to start at the moment against against Swindon or even future. I think, I think this is why it's so difficult to do. be to, to have any kind of confidence in yeah. this season. 
because like you know, there's reason to have confidence, but there's also reason to panic to worry, because it because yeah because it could all go wrong. So it's it's it, there's no real indication yet of which way it's going to go. It's all it's all in the balance. That's it. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see, guys. As I say, Liverpool kick off now in more or less an hour, hour and five minutes against um, Helsinki. We'll probably be back with a review show just to talk it all over and see how it went. So, does anyone else have anything they want to add just before we hang up? Um, to anyone who's watching or listening, you've shown great character for wanting to uh, <laughs> listen into this. Yes. Hashtag release the character. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone needs to get that trending right now. Yes. Hashtag release the character. That would be fantastic. And you'll never walk alone.